Okay, it's now time for another one of our live from lockdown interviews, and I've got one half of Katie Plus One, Katie Masson. Hi, Katie. Hi, hello. You all right? Yeah, good, thank you. Nice to nice to chat. Indeed, you look well. Thank you very much, so do you. So where do we find you in lockdown at this present moment? So I am in Islington. Um, I've, I used to live in St Albans, but I've been here for quite a few, few years now, about five, six years. Um, and I'm in lockdown with my uh, fiance Mark and my best mate Stuart and my dog called uh, Lebowski, who's a little shit to um, Bichon Freeze. And yeah, it hasn't been too bad actually. The whole experience has been all right. Mm, okay. Have you? Um, and you you do like to sort of get out and about and things. And you are a sort of dog lover. Do you take Lebowski out for walks most days? Yeah. Um, yeah. We're, we're really lucky actually. We've got a park just across the road um, and. Uh, yeah, because he's quite a small dog. He's only ever really needed sort of one or two walks a day. So it's been, yeah, it's been it's been quite easy for us actually, just to make sure that he gets gets to go out and socialise with some other dogs. Hmm. And apart from your love of music, your love of dogs is very apparent as well, because you like to do um, paintings of animals, but specifically dogs. So how did that sort of how did that sort of come about? Did you always discover you had a talent for that? So um, before I started doing music, I was uh, I, I did a fine art degree. Um, so art was always my sort of it always felt like my calling. It was always my thing I wanted to do. I wasn't really that good at anything else and didn't have the concentration for anything else. Um, so yeah, I went to art uni and then whilst I was there, I started learning guitar. So ended up sort of moving across into music. Um, so. Yeah, art's always been something that I've done and sort of where I thought my career would actually go. Um, so it's quite nice to then years later find that I'm sort of managing to, to make some money um, by combining my love of dogs and painting. The, atten uh, so the attention to detail is really quite extraordinary and you just sort of, it's not like, like a stick figure. Um, <laughs> these are actually, these are actually um, really sort of lifelike um, dogs that you sort of, comes off the, it sort of comes off the screen like every like every i'm talking about everything that like the, the the colors the shades uh everything it, it just looks it just looks so good oh thank you and yeah, you just you display it on your so you display it on your instagram and i think there was yeah. there were occasions where i think there was one time because i've cause we've met quite a few times but i've i have went to see you i think i remember coming to see you i think it was a dog show or something um do you know what i'm do you know do you know what i mean ah uh, yes yeah, so um yeah so mainly i get my work off instagram just like putting up commissions and letting people see them and then contact me by direct message or email um but yeah i've done a few uh, dog markets now um and i think the one yeah the one i saw you at was in uh, leak street in waterloo that's right uh yeah so i've done yeah i've done two, two of those now and uh during during lockdown obviously it's difficult so it all just has to be online but hopefully to get to do some of those again once it's things are a bit more back to normal True. And I have to say, during um, since um, this whole lockdown ordeal has sort of started and you've and you've been in your and you obviously you've been in your home in Islington and it's been all right. Um, but the music side of things, obviously, it's gone slightly downwards. Mm. And so the dog painting kind of took its core, took its course and that kind of became a bit more of a priority to you. Yeah. 
yeah no it's been good actually it's been a nice nice thing to be able to lean back on um yeah so I've, I've pretty much gone from sort of three or four gigs a week to, to nothing <laughs> um so it's a bit of a shock to the system especially when you're used to gigging so much you know I feel like I get quite a lot of my like my adrenaline rush from doing gigs and I think without having that it's sort of a bit like you know I feel, almost feel like lethargic because it's like I'm not getting any of that sort of um yeah endorphins I guess um so yeah I've been really lucky to be able to 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 keep doing my painting um but yeah I have no idea when things are going to go back to normal either because because of social distancing it's really it's really tough because I, I know that there are stories going around that loads of theatres still can't open. I mean, Adam, yeah. um, Adam Nichols, uh, theatre theatre manager who I had on who I had on a couple of weeks ago, um, he was talking about um, local theatres and London Broadway theatres not having to um, open anytime soon, and they will probably be the last things to open. Um, and I, th- I suppose it's the same for concerts and yeah. li- and uh, live gigs, but with things sort of being restricted, um, I suppose busking can be a kind of a option for, for mm. you for, for you both. We'll get we'll we'll get on to, we'll get onto the music in a, we'll get onto the music in a second. But just mm. um, just very quickly going back to the um, dog paintings one more, one more one more time. So you sell yeah. so you you actually sell these. Yes. These yeah, aren't yeah. these aren't things that you just sort of do for fun, thinking, "Oh, I'll just paint, oh, I'll just paint, a, just paint yeah. this nice dog." They're that good enough that you sell them to people, and people want to buy them. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I, and that's and that wasn't in, that was that last remark was not intended as an insult. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, so it was something. My mum has a lovely uh, Shih Tzu also called Barney. And it was uh, Christmas, and I was like, oh, I might try and do a little painting of them, seeing as I used to paint a lot. I hadn't done it for years, because I've just sort of been doing music. Um, yeah, and it just went really well. And then from there, just by putting it up online, I've sort of it's snowballed, really. Um, so, yeah, the, you can find me on um, on Instagram. Uh, it's k.masson. And my business name is uh, Dogs Body Designs. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's just got all my examples up there. And then... Um, it's just what people want really some people want like two dogs in one painting some people want a few dogs in one so some want different sizes so yeah it's all pretty um like negotiable it just depends what people are after Hmm. and it's just and it's just dogs you do do you do 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 any other animals i will basically paint anything so i'm quite happy to have a go at anything so if anyone's got anything specific or quirky that they'd like to have painted I'd uh, definitely give it a go. It's just that I love, I just love dogs. So I just find that the most um, enjoyable. But yeah. And, and is it that you, you, would you draw it out first and then paint it or is it kind of, is yeah. there? Yeah, because, because it's like a portraiture, it's really important to get it right, right from the beginning. Um, I often find, I, I used to quite enjoy doing like abstract painting, um, which is much more sort of loose and you can sort of, you know, it's just like a representation of something. Um, whereas, yeah, portraiture is always, if you get it wrong from the beginning, you're kind of a bit screwed. Like, this isn't that early days. So I have to sketch it out pretty accurately first, um, make sure everything's the right place. I, t- I tend to do watercolour, so layer it all up, and uh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's tough. I definitely need to, I need to make sure that I start strong, or it will definitely go wrong. Oh. Okay, um, so music has always been your passion, and I suppose your and I suppose mm. 
it wasn't may not have been your first love but it was something that you just sort of did um you sort of came to it or it came to you and you must have thought when the two and two came together you must think i can really i can really run with this um mm. so have you all have, has it always been like singing or playing instruments what is it about music that kind of connects personally connects with you so as a young kid i always loved singing i was always singing like driving my mom mad i was a kid that was you know singing from the moment she woke up to when she went to bed <laughs> um i never played an instrument i tried a few i tried a few things but i just didn't really have the staying power and my also my family weren't very musical either it's not like i sort of grew up with a musical you know like with my dad playing guitar or my mom being into music i wasn't really like music played around the house uh it was more sort of a tv house really so i kind of didn't really have much direction when i was young um and then yeah i think really it was when i got to sort of late teens because i got shy when i was a teenager so i kind of stopped singing no one knew i could sing because i just got really like self-conscious um but sort of the end of i reckon in sick form probably i started i auditioned for a part in jesus christ superstar at sandringham school <laughs> and i auditioned, I auditioned for judas um, and he's got some really great songs so uh i sang can't remember which one but it was, yeah it's one of his songs and the teachers were like oh you've been hiding that didn't know you could sing um so from then on it kind of like got me a bit more confidence and sort of started learning guitar and doing open mic nights and yeah so I had a hiatus when I was like a young teenager but then sort of found my love for it again and my confidence as I got older and then just from meeting lots of different people really just um getting more experience hmm. and you are sort of one part of a local dynamic duo on the music on the local music scene uh so when did you first meet or kind of come come to come to work with um Juan Foss so I was doing um lots of open mic nights when I was sort of about mm, 20 years old that's when I really started I guess um and then a few pubs like started booking me for like um solo gigs just me and my guitar and then just from because St Albans is such a musical town, isn't it? Like there's there's so many musicians, there's so many amazing venues that put music on, and um, there's always like people to meet. Um, I think it was even more that way when I was younger. Um, so it was brilliant. I, there was a real sort of like hub. It's like Nick Stevenson, and um, I remember I bumped into a, a guy a, a guy called Sammy, um, and he was starting a band called uh, well, he was basically starting a funk band. Um, and he wanted a singer, so I auditioned for that, and we started a band called Polly Poison and her Electric Antidote. Um, so I was doing, yeah, solo stuff, just me, and then I was doing Polly Poison. And Sammy, the guitarist, was also in a band called Co Jones, and Co Jones were a cover band, a really popular, successful cover band in St Albans. Um, so through him, I met all of the Co Jones guys, and I used to go and watch them, and I thought they were amazing, and. I was sort of only used to doing like original material and funk <laughs> and rock and actually going to see like a band that was doing like soul and pop and like doing it so well it was like wow these guys are amazing um so i kind of knew john and everyone uh, sort of like baby through sammy and then they lost their singer um she didn't want to do it anymore and they were looking for another singer so that's when john got in touch with me and we just sort of like hit it off became really good friends um and that was it, yeah. So yeah, so it was Co Jones first, doing lots of covers. Um, and then after a while, some of the uh, the venues started getting back in touch with me. 
and asking me to do my original stuff again, like just me. And I was like, I don't really want to go back to doing just me anymore because it's, I'm used to having a big band behind me singing with Co Jones. Um, so I asked him if they'd mind if I could have Co Jones come and play, like, but in like an acoustic way. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, some places are okay with it, but I think budgets are always difficult when you, if you just want like one person and then they want to bring like four, you know, four people, it just gets. Um, anyway, so I asked the band and they weren't that into it. The only person that was kind of keen to give it a go was Juan. So that's kind of how Katie Plus One started. Um, he just started like coming and doing duo gigs with me. Um, and that's it. Yeah, it just got busier and busier. So yeah, really lucky to have met him, really. It's an extraordinary sort of chain of events that are kind of led up to it from, uh, you, being, from, you, being, from you being in sixth form and then your connections that you've made, because you obviously made an effort to go out and meet other people when your confidence yeah. grew so uh how has sort of performing with one developed with like working like working as a team like obviously obviously you write yeah. obviously you write your own songs but you do covers you do successful covers as well um you know you've just really hit it off so um yeah. what 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 kind of what do you think kind of makes it work with with you two then yeah, it's a funny one because, as I, as I mentioned, like, yeah, so, um, early days when I started, I was working quite a lot with Nick Stevenson. He was another guy from St Albans. Um, he does the David Bowie tour, musical tour in London now. Um, and then, like, Ray Kelly. Um, I remember I used to do, like, open mic nights with people like Stuart O'Connor. And there was, yeah, like, quite a lot of, like, great musicians. And I tried doing um, a few projects with Nick early days. And I remember, I remember like, thinking back now, and it was always quite hard to kind of get the harmonies right. You know, like we're both singing the right bits, but it was just our voices didn't gel. And the, from the moment I met Juan, like in Co Jones, it was just ridiculous. Like I think we were just really the type of voices that we have just kind of meld quite well together. Um, so it was always, it's always been pretty, um, we've been so lucky in that respect. It's always been quite easy to harmonize and quite easy to kind of, you know, for a song to sound right and not jarring with two very different voices. Um, and to be honest, like early days of, of Katie Plus One, Juan used to be so nervous. <laughs> He'd never, because I'd come as just a solo artist and then it had developed into working with band. I was used to just being on my own, which is quite a lot to get, you know, it's so nerve wracking, isn't it? When you've got to make all of the music yourself and sing and speak to the audience and not go wrong. Um, whereas Juan was kind of used to having like a band behind him so honestly like early days he was so nervous it was really, oh just bless him um so that's taken quite a long time for him to well it didn't take I guess it's been a long time now but yeah it probably took him like a few months to really like stop being like handshaking and um I, yeah, I, think, I, I guess think it doesn't really matter how I guess it doesn't matter how long you've been doing music for or how long you've been doing such a thing for you still get when it comes to live performing you still get nervous you still get a bit yeah you can still get a bit shaky. Um, do you ever feel? Do you ever? Do you ever get nervous about? You know. Yeah, I think it's that thing when you when you mix it up. Um, I remember hearing a quote. I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was uh, David Bowie saying like, "To be creative, you should always try to stay on." Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> in context, oh, we'll get. In context, we'll get a photo of this later. But basically, I'm I'm, I'm wearing my Bowie shirt today, and that's what and, and that's why Kate and that's why I um. It's just a coincidence that Katie mentioned that. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, anyway, yeah. We, we didn't plan this. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, uh, it was a, a quote that was basically like him saying that, you know, the peak of like your creative, um, like 
it, it, the best the best way to be creative is at right at the edge of your comfort zone and like try not to just end up sitting back in what it is that you're used to doing all the time um and try to keep like pushing it like try to to take your music somewhere else and take it somewhere else because that's where the magic happens mm. and i was like yeah i really agree with that and i think that's also where where you get nervous um is when you're trying something new and that's what i was saying about one it's like he was suddenly just like with one other singer and just him and us playing guitar and you know no drums no nothing and it's scary but it's worth scaring yourself like mm. it's worth putting yourself out there to to make something you know more real but obviously you weren't you weren't sort of um obviously you weren't rubbish you were very well received by audiences and you do before lockdown you were doing a lot of gigs um locally so i suppose was and obviously you live in london so with the back and with the back and forth with that were you all right with the back and forth with the commuting back and forth or is that yeah, kind of it's it's yeah. it's my it's my job is what i enjoy doing i don't mind doing this yeah that is, and kind of got to that point it uh, it was quite difficult for me to move away from St Albans because we got so much work and such a good fan base and you know as i say you know it's like it's always scary isn't it having to sort of like try something new but I'm really glad I did because it's really opened up our audience and we have played quite, we've got residencies in London now. That's, um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. You, I think, well, I think, one, I think, I think, a re, I think a venue where you're often at nowadays is, um, is it the Ned that you're at a lot? Yeah, we're at the Ned quite a lot. We were also at, uh, we were at Stonewall House pretty much weekly uh, for like about two years. Um, and there's quite a lot of other, I mean, I've got even solo work now, like regular every other week um, in a, venue just down the road from me and yeah so all of those things like wouldn't have happened and like yeah it's just it's, it's been a really good um move for me so i don't really mind now having to come back up sort of you know north of london quite a lot because it, it you know it's sort of one also has to come down here quite a lot so it's um a bit of like give and take really um so you obviously work with some really great people locally and um well professionally as well so whereabouts in your timeline does um i think it was i think it was your e i think it was one of your e your ep launch and it was it was in london i can't quite remember the venue but um ray jones was there and he yes. and he and he um kind of introduced and he kind of introduced and he kind of introduced you when did you kind of when did you both kind of get into contact with him so we how did i get into contact with him that's a good point so Ray Jones used to work for Time Out magazine, um, something to do with gigs, I think, sort of like venues or something. Um, and then he ended up, yeah, we're good. And then he ended up um, uh, leaving there and starting his own agency called Talent Bank. Um, so I actually met him through my friend Stuart, um, who uh, works, he, he has his own um, events yeah. company. Um, so he was like a contact through Stuart. Um, so I ended up doing like, yeah, I, went, I played a private gig at uh, Ray Jones's house. And then from that, from that night he was like right cool i want to like add you and fun to my agency so yeah so he started getting us quite a lot of work and then we did our ep launch through talent bank so he helped us get the venue at 229 in um great portland street that's right and, yeah it's coming and back to me now really good night um and yeah so yeah so talent bank have been getting us all sorts so they we had a gig at the top of the shards um last year in summer which was unreal uh, we've had like oh we've had so many gigs through those guys. We got to play Cornbury Festival, um, yeah, loads of like awesome little venues like along the river, the Thames, things like that. So yeah, we've been really, really, really lucky the last few years. And obviously with the success, obviously with the success and luck, you do kind of can't have one without the other. And obviously it's been, and obviously you've had a lot of 
um, happy down happy days and down days. But do you think it's all? Do you think all of this has kind of all, all this experience has it changed your life? Yeah, I think it's been a, like a real learning curve. It's always it's, look at the end of the day. You know, as as a little kid, my dream was to be a singer, and I never thought it would come true because I couldn't play an instrument and I didn't really know anything about it. Um, and it, you know, I was a late starter. I started when I was twenty. Um, I'm 34 now, uh, but I'm so lucky because I've been doing it full time for like six years. Like, I managed to give up the day job, which was like amazing. Um, and now, now the day job is just doing painting. So I'm I'm really really blessed. But it has been a really long road, and uh, a lot. I'd say that it's just like anything in life. It's you know that part of it is being good at what you do, and then part of it is just having like the right attitude and just trying to kind of muddle through the things that are thrown at you because it's also it, really it's cool. also hours and hours and hours of working on your craft and practice making absolutely yeah. perfect seeing you at a gig and thinking that you've just sort of done it you know and it's like so many things like keeping your equipment you know pat tested uh buying new you know like buying new strings for your guitar like, and making sure just making sure sound on. making sure sound is right is lighting okay and yeah, you know um and then also just you know being in a band it's like being in a relationship it's really stressful you spend a lot of time with these people you get there really you know you get to the venue at five o'clock and you don't leave till two in the morning and uh, you know, and then the next day you have another gig. So it's, there's a lot of it that's like nothing to do with singing, you know, nothing to do with. And uh, that's that's the bit that I've really had to sort of like learn a lot from um, and just, you know, like patience and yeah, it's but it's been it's been really great. And I'm honestly, I'm just so lucky that I get to work with Juan because he is like my best friend and it's it's very, it's quite a lonely world, I think, if you're solo. Um, that was something that always used to scare me a little bit when I started. I was like, oh, I don't know how I would cope with, you know, doing all of this on my own completely, you know. Uh, so it's really nice to have a buddy. And uh, yeah, you get on great. So mm -hmm. just as well. It's like, it's like, it's like wondering um, would Freddie, how would Freddie Mercury work without Queen? Mm. I said, it's, it's so much of it is like just the magic of the moment and things working out. You know, you think about how many bands out there that never came that never, you know, were heard by anyone because that dynamic didn't work or the timing was slightly wrong, you know. A lot of um, these amazing bands, where you were, whenever you see like the, the films about them, um, it really shows you, you know, like how lucky it, it, it was that it all came together, you know, yeah. like being produced by record labels and, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's just an interesting organic uh, career. I guess a lot of careers are really, aren't they? Hmm. Um, but yeah, creativity with trying to earn money and and business is always a bit of a, a tricky one. <laughs> but nonetheless, an added bonus. So you had the um, you had the gigs in, in your life. It's kind of changed your life. But then you've also been to uh, one of the one of the best places where some of the best performances have performed. Um, Nashville, the Nashville trip. Oh. Oh, Nashville, right. So I've, I've never really been that into country music. I've, I've always had quite like a, I, I like quite a, a breadth of, you know, different genres. Um, but my uh, my friend Stuart's sort of recent, well, not recently, it's been a while now, but yeah, just like got pretty obsessed with country music. He goes through phases of things. Um, and it was his birthday. So it was always somewhere I really wanted to go. But we, you know, Stuart, it was like a real dream. So lots of, uh, lots of his friends put money together and, uh, 
uh, yeah, basically surprised him with a ticket to Nashville. Um, so it was a perfect opportunity for me to jump in and go with him. Uh, actually, we did we did try to get one to come as well, but it just ended up like too complicated. Uh, so I didn't actually end up doing any singing or anything when I was over there. But it's it's a funny one, Nashville, because it's like people expect it to be, you know, somewhere where you just go and get up with your guitar, but it's so saturated. It's so like overwhelming. Um, you can get up and do karaoke, but there's usually like a massive wait, you know, a bar full of like tourists. Um, so unless you go to Nashville with like, uh, you know, a contact or some sort of tour that you already like got venues and um, guaranteed like set, then it's just it's just a really great place to go just to enjoy music. Hmm. Uh, oh, we had the best time. It was literally like we died and gone to music heaven. <laughs> did you enjoy it? But did you enjoy a lot of music while you were there? Yeah, like uh, I've definitely learnt from. So we went on uh, a Monday. Yeah, we got there Monday morning, and we stayed till the next Monday. And I would every everyone that I've spoken to that are like going, I'm like, just make sure that you get to experience it on like a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, because oh my goodness, like Thursday onwards, oh. It's just like Watford High Street on a Saturday night. Like, <laughs> no offense to anyone from Watford, but like really drunk. Like every bar with like massive queues. Um, so yeah, it was it was quite eye-opening for that because I think it's just got it's got so popular that it's almost kind of yeah falling over itself a bit. Um, so we just made sure that we went out of town on those nights. We uh, started to go further afield into more of the neighbourhoods and go to like quieter so you know singer songwriter bars rather than the full-on um downtown uh honky tonks but yeah yeah like uh, yeah if anyone goes to nashville make sure you're there on like a early week situation so you actually just get to enjoy the music mm-hmm. uh and since lockdown has kind of started and everything um the the gigs kind of started to um quite understandably and quite naturally kind of wind down you weren't getting much you weren't getting much work which is why you were doing the painting but now it's starting to uh pick up again which is nice yeah social distancing's like yeah it's the one with thing with things being ease um and for, and you've actually come up with a really good idea for that this um you're doing uh is it so it's doorstep it's doorstep gigs yeah but, but how does but how does that but how does that work? Is it just you and with your guitar and keeping it, keeping it, keeping a two meter distance, singing a couple of songs, or or people pay people yeah. pay you to do that? So, hang on a minute. Plug you in. Um, yeah. So a friend of mine, it's her dad's uh, birthday, Mark's birthday, I think, um, and they were going to be going out, but because of the whole situation, they couldn't. Um, so, and also, I was meant to play her wedding. I was doing her first dance. Um, I think it would have been this weekend, actually. Um, but obviously that that all didn't happen. Um, so as like a celebration, we, we had came up with this idea that I'd just like come with my little amp, my microphone and my guitar and just plug in uh, to an extension lead and do them like five songs. Um, so after about half an hour, uh, I was still there and we had like the whole street dancing. Um, a guy, actually, this is quite funny. Actually, have you seen the film, uh, the program Fleabag? Mm-hmm. 
so the dad, the actor that plays Fleabag's dad, his name's uh, Bill Patterson, I think. Bill Patterson. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Scottish, yeah, the Scottish guy. Um, he suddenly appeared at the at the bottom of the stairs whilst I'm doing this gig. And I was like, oh, my goodness, it's that actor. And uh, I finished the song and I said, oh, hello, you know, are you joining the party? And he's like, oh, is this a party? party it's my birthday today so we were like oh my goodness no way this is uh this is uh, marcus's birthday as well so marcus gave him a glass of wine and uh i said oh so we sang him happy birthday and then i said oh um is there anything you'd like like any sort of uh request and it was so bizarre because one of my favorite songs to sing is um janice joplin bobby mcgee and he just looked at me and went bobby mcgee <laughs> and usually when you ask for someone for a request they they give you something obscure that you don't know and you're like oh sorry don't know that one and um, so yeah so uh sang him bobby mcgee and he like filmed the whole thing and then he got his wife down and then more people joined and um, obviously all social distanced um but yeah it was great so i played for like an hour and a half in the end uh and we did some filming of it and then put it up on i uh, did like a little uh promo video so yeah it's called doorstep sessions and it's all the prices are on my little promo video on our Instagram and Facebook. It's, so you can either have like four or five songs, um, or you can have 45 minutes, or you can have an hour. Um, and it's basically just me, or if you want to, you can actually upgrade and have uh, Juan as well. It just basically depends on people's budgets because, you know, we have to sort of get over there and yeah get over there and set up and obviously and obviously and obviously clearing and obviously clearing back away but is it a case of uh, say if you're at a socially distanced party for example like say if it's a picture of a scene it's a barbecue and people and and someone's invited you round to to sing would it be a case of you set up you sing you sing your songs and then they just pay you and they say thanks very much goodbye or would they actually would you actually stay on at the party uh, it depends, really. Uh, yeah, so it's just, yeah, again, it's just budgets. Um, I'm, so I'm going out for, like, for, like, a pop-up. It's like a telegram, you know, like, um, you know, in the films where, like... And one of those, films. yeah, I, I know I know what yeah. you mean. One of those, um, kind of those things you used to get on Valentine's Day where someone would sing you a, um, a like, a love song and then, uh, yeah, and then go- they go away, and then they go away. That's basically you. That's- <laughs> yeah, basically me. So that's the first idea so that's like 75 pounds for me to just like turn up play like five songs including like happy birthday or whatever it is you know um just having a bit of a laugh as like as like a highlight of the of the the evening you know like a surprise surprise. (laughs) we booked a singer yeah so yeah if if the budget's not there and that's all they want then that's fine i'll just do that but um as i say like these guys booked me that they were friends of mine anyway (laughs) so they just paid me a bit more because i did an hour and a half um yeah, and also, like, uh, I think the other idea I had was um, if they are really enjoying it and I don't have another booking afterwards, we just, like, send a hat round and I just stay and people just donate, put some money in the hat, you know? It's, it's kind of, I, I think it's good to be flexible at the time. Um, where you have, where you kind of, you have, to, you don't have a choice in it, you kind of have to be. People are really missing live music, I think, you know, it, it really does bring people together and it cheers people up and... It just seems like a shame to not do it. Um, I get, so, and, yeah. I, and all these Zoom <laughs> things, all these Zoom things are all very well, but it's kind of you get it, but you don't. You, the atmosphere, you get it, but you don't get it. You have to have that kind of. Yeah. Um, you do. We um, performers do feed off, uh, and I know what this feels like through acting. 
Um, yeah. Live performers, they do get that kind of, it's, it's kind of hard to describe, but it's kind of like a, a warm, buzzy feeling. Um, at that, like in the in the center of in the center of your chest yes yeah yeah so i have done a zoom yeah i did a zoom birthday party and it was re it was really good fun yeah um but yeah at the end you know because it, it favors the, the the clapping the sound it favors like one person's screen so you just end up like listening to one person like clapping and whooping and you can see other people doing it but you can't hear them so yeah it's just a bit of a bit of a strange experience but they, they work they work really well like i have had a really good had, did have a really good time doing that one mm. uh, but yeah it's just a mixture of things really just trying to keep things ticking over trying to get out and play um still doing some uh live stream gigs as well one and i did one the other week um and now the weather's looking good again we might try and do another one outside that we live stream on facebook and instagram yeah i think i saw you do one recently where it was kind of a window to window type thing yeah. Oh, yeah, um yeah. and that and that seemed to work and that seemed to work really well and you and one are, and you and one are also even though you're far apart and you're in sort of different and you're in, and you're in sort of different houses um you you are keeping it even though you do so even though you live in london you do still not even now keep it keep things mm -hmm. local and you're often coming back to st albans and um there was i think there was one of your zoom gigs one of your zoom gigs recently was was a synop was a low was a st albans one mm. yes uh yeah no uh the zoom one was was here actually it was at mine um but yeah i did, yeah that's the thing i mean a lot of our um the people that follow us are all from around here anyway so it sort of makes sense to sort of stay but we do go further afield it just depends you know it obviously gets expensive if you're trying to get someone to come to the other side of the country to do a gig you know so it's a shame really have to go on tour one day <laughs> and you oh you know you never have you never done a tour no i haven't done a tour no would you would you would you like to do a tour it's, it depends really we have to we have tried um yeah i've tried to get on other artist tours like support um we haven't had any luck unfortunately um yeah it would be good um it's a, it's a funny one because we we do original music but we do so many covers as well we're not just a sort of originals act so a lot of people just come to see us at pubs or whatever you know they know that they they'll get a few original songs but then they'll get covers as well whereas a lot of um a lot of artists will only do their own stuff uh so yeah it's a bit of a funny one i think our reputation isn't as as big as we'd like it to be on just original music uh because we mix the two together so we're sort of like a mixture of like a party act and a and an originals act, which is kind of neither one or the other. Yeah, I do, I do kind of, I do kind of like that though because you do sort of get a mixture of both really because your original stuff is generally really good, and then you get the contrast of a song that's yeah. already well received. That's already well received, but you're just getting a different version of it like for instance yeah. i think i think there was i think there was one time that i, I think there was a store i think it was an e there was it was at your e, it was at your ep live launch and you started singing september but then i think it was one of your one of your was it a was it a mike was it a mike guy who suggested that you sing september do you know what I'm, do, you, do you even know what i'm talking about my um our bass player i was like oh because we weren't gonna do we weren't gonna do any covers and then someone was like oh i'll do a cover and then um our bass player went should we do september 
and I was like, oh, that's a bit of a random one because it's such a like a big party song. I sort of thought we could do something a bit more songwritery. And he was like, well, it is September, Kate. And it, I think it was like 21st of September or something like that, which is exactly the line from the song. It's like, do you remember the 21st <laughs> that's night of September? September? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that got everyone going. So, yeah, that was brilliant. Had a, yeah, it was worth doing for sure. Hmm. Um, for the original, for the original stuff, uh, do you write it, or would would you would you and would you and one write it together, or is it so? Is it a is it was it a collaborative process? Is it a collaborative creative um, process? So the the album is my songs and Juan's songs from before we met, um, and then the uh, EP equals Kate plus one equals that one is um, songs that we've written together. Actually, no, Little Love and Full Moon were separate i wrote little love and he wrote full moon but bloodline and backtrack we wrote together um so yeah so since the album we've started writing stuff as a team now which is yeah it's really cool it just sort of kind of brings out a different um slightly different style of song you know mm. and i think you get quite quite uh, stuck in your ways when you're writing on your own whereas when you're writing with someone else um it sort of mixes it up a bit yeah and actually i don't know if you know this dan i don't think i've told you this yet but um our next venture is well it was meant to be happening now but because of everything that's happened we haven't been able to move very quickly with it uh, we're actually uh, doing a collaborative uh, project with hope russell winter and seb wesson um so we're joining like a four piece for uh, an EP. it's a radio verulam exclusive ladies and gentlemen no that's great because now that's great because i know hope as well and i know she's and i know yeah. she's fantastic and i've heard seb play so uh oh that's so um, but that I was I was going to ask you like you have, have you got any plans to do another album? But obviously this is just blowing things out the water um, with, the, with this with this. So wh when were you sort of going to do? When were you going to do that? Yeah. So instead we we started thinking about doing another album and we were like, right, I actually think a good way to do things is just do do them as singles because we're sort of running on this this old old school sort of like way of doing music, which is doing albums and EPs and and it's I don't really feel like it's a shame because we love doing it that way, but I don't think music's kind of received so much in that format anyway, um, anymore. So we were thinking like, how can we mix it up a little bit? So we thought if we did a live session with just the, just two of us on our band, actually, that was the original idea, just do like a live session and then overdub anything that we wanted to add to it and make it like, you have a live video for YouTube. It's a good version of your song that everyone can watch. But then also the audio of that is edited and mixed really nicely to make so you're kind of killing two birds with one stone really um so that you get like a live ep um and then the more we start thinking about it i've become uh, i've always was friends with hope but we've become uh, a lot friendlier over the last few years and um we've been wanting to work together for ages and i was like how about instead of yeah is it like we form the band together and we do some of their songs and some of our songs and maybe write something together um so yeah we've started we've had a we've had one rehearsal before lockdown and me and hope have carried on writing throughout lockdown uh so yeah hopefully it'll, it'll get off the ground soon mm. and we'll have a live video and a ep all all in sort of one really and then release it as like singles so yeah it just just seems to like get things done a lot quicker than doing a whole album mm. So that's the next. That's the next thing. Um, but obviously, the album and you and the other EP that we spoke about. That's out. Those are out now. Yeah. Uh, can people yeah. kind of download your music off? 
find it on our website, kateplus1.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, if I can download from there, or you can buy the real thing from gigs, or you can just uh, buy them. You can, oh yeah, was there another way of doing that? I was sending them to people. So if anyone would like a, 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 a physical copy during lockdown, you can just email us and I'll send them in the post, just to add on for post and packaging. Because some people like to have the, you know, the real, the real thing. Hmm. Um, but we don't even have CD players anymore, so other people are fine with the digital version as well. So yeah, hmm. they're, still, they're available online. Hmm. Okay, and you can they can find and they can find you both on um, Instagram and social media as well. Yeah, Instagram, Facebook, we've got a website, uh, we've got a YouTube channel. Um, yeah, we've done quite as I said, we've got done quite a lot of lockdown videos. Um, so other than the live streaming, I've I've also been doing like little uh, like iMovie lockdown videos where me and Juan like layer up. Um, so you can you can check some of those out on our on our social media as well. Yeah, why not? You can enjoy good music and have a paint and have a painting of a dog up in your up on, up on your wall, up on your wall. You can't you can't kind of people can't get enough of you. Uh, okay, uh, I think that's a nice way that's a nice way to leave it. Uh, I should say I've been meaning to get you into the studio for quite some time, but obviously due to um, our schedules not work not sort of working so well uh that has uh sadly that hasn't happened yet so but i am sort of happy to get you on here um after 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 long last it's way over this has been way overdue um it's been a pleasure talking to you hopefully i'll see you soon once everything because with lockdown restrictions everything is being eased hopefully i'll see you soon um we'd love to see we'd love to see you perform again and uh best of luck with what you do thank you so much you're very welcome all right take care of yourself katie talk to you later all right right. Bye. bye bye